fi fo fum Today we've got an incredible guest on the Archapreneur Now podcast. This is episode 24 and I am your host, Heath Armstrong. Uh, this conversation you're about to hear was just truly amazing. It was a free-flowing just ball of goodness. Uh, our guest today left Sweden, he lived in the United States, he lived all over the world, now he's in Thailand. Uh, he's a professional high-stakes poker player and a mindfulness and meditation teacher. He's had some amazing experiences that have kind of changed his life, including a couple ayahuasca ceremonies down in Peru. His story is amazing, he's super inspirational, and I highly suggest uh, you tag along for this entire conversation because you're not going to want to miss it. For all the show notes, it is artsynow.com forward slash 24. And to help me out on iTunes, artsynow.com forward slash iTunes. And you can leave a review and a rating there. And here we go. Come on, everybody. Let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody. Let me hear that beat. Here we go now. Who wants to get funky? Who wants to get a little creative out there? Which one of you want to get a little bit artsy now? Well then get on with your bad self! Well Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall and Humpty Dumpty, well, he knew how to ball, just like our guest today does on the poker table. He's been all over the world, but is connecting today via Thailand. He is a professional poker player and a mindfulness teacher, a skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo-hoo, Eric Stinkvist. How are you? You are the entrepreneur now, man. What's going on? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much for that introduction. That is by far the coolest introduction I've ever gotten. So thank you very much for that. Oh man, no problem. You're one cool dude, so you definitely deserve it. And obviously you're a professional poker player and a mindset and life coach. And you have so much interesting insight. And I cannot wait to get you talking to share some of this value. And are you in Bangkok, Thailand right now? No, I'm actually staying. First of all, thank you very much for having me on here. I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, no, I actually live in, uh, now I'm staying in the south of Thailand on a small island called Koh Lanta, K-O-H-L-A-N-T-A, and uh, has maybe 30,000 people or so in the high season, including tourism, and maybe 10,000 in the low season. And it's a, it's a tropical island. I think 30 years ago or so, 35, there was no electricity on the island for sure. And uh, with the tourism, Thailand has boomed. And uh, yeah, so now we have really nice, uh, live in a one-bedroom apartment building here, furnished, have solid internet. And uh, yeah, that's where my mobile office is at right now. Oh man, it sounds amazing. I bet the scenery is, is like nothing else. Yeah, there's a lot of palm trees, a lot of long beaches. Colanta uh, is known for its beaches uh, along the west coast. So three, four kilometer beaches. And now in the low season, it's very desolate. You can, if you go to the right beach at the right time, that's one for you by your, on your own. Now, how far is that from Bangkok? Uh, it's a uh, one hour and 20 minute flight to Krabi province. And then you take a minivan from there about two hours where you have to go on two separate car ferries to get to the to this island amazing that's not bad at all it's just a no, hop no. skip and a jump man yeah once you're in thailand it's so incredibly easy to travel around yeah so mm. I, I was on your website and and you have a fantastic website and your blog posts are amazing just so much detail and mm. i i came across this quote which you have uh, featured really whichever path you take make sure it has heart do it so you feel it. And I, I love this. I mean, I absolutely love it. And I obviously pulled it straight from the site. And I, I want to start by having you explain this, particularly in your own words, and what it means to you. Because I, I think that there's some superpower behind it and an extremely valuable message. 
And I also watched your video on there and I'm very, very much intrigued. So can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, I, I, it, it, that quote always struck me when I read it. And I haven't really thought about it in that much detail. So it's a very interesting question. But for me, really, it has a little bit to do with where I come from and the way I used to be as a person and how I used to feel and live my life and interpret other people and my situation and my position. And I used to be very hesitant, an extreme introvert uh, due to family stuff that happened when I was young. I very much shut off. And it wasn't anything uh, major. It's just that I seem to be a very sensitive person. So I very much shut down emotionally and so on when I was a kid. And it stayed like that until I was 30 years old. And uh, by, that means that I was very shy. I was, didn't talk to anyone about anything that was important. I kept any, everything inside. But I managed to still, still uh, uh, I know I had folks in social situations, so that wasn't a problem. But I just wasn't very happy. I was depressed, very anxious, social anxiety and so on. And then I met a Swedish life coach and then worked through a lot of that by just digging into and talking and expressing and l- emotions and learning how to, to do that. So the, what the quote really means for me is to, because, I rem- because my life for such a long time was very dull. And, and I never expected life to be anything but a struggle, like uh, or a, the the daily grind of just keeping your head over water of, with everything. That, and and it was even though it was a very internally emotional experience, the thing that do it has heart is I'd rather feel something than feel nothing because I didn't feel much for a long time. And we, so the point of that is it doesn't matter who you are or where you're going, but where you go, make sure that is where you really want to go and that you don't uh, waste your own time doing stuff that you don't like to do just because other people's way of looking at the world which might not be what you need or what you want. So, But to break out of that can be a little bit difficult. So that quote always gave me that, that, that feeling, gut feeling of, come on, man, let's do this just another day. Let's work through this, work through that. And uh, yeah, so that one represents that. And I really, really, it's, uh, yeah. But first of all, it was very emotional. Now it makes me smile because it reminds me of when it's difficult and when poker is not going well or something in my, fa- my, my, my personal life is, is not as I would like it to be. It's just, it keeps me on the right track. It keeps my mindset to, to focus on the right things, you know be just more appreciative, be more understanding. Everything includes yeah. that in that, in that for me. Man, this is yeah. what I'm talking about. I love it. It's, <laughs> so, it's so true because following your passion isn't just about, you know, what do I want? It's about the natural ability to follow what literally excites you. You know, strive mm. to chase that excitement. Not, you know, you're not holding the pen writing your life based on what somebody else thinks. Uh, you're holding the pen writing your own life based on what you actually love and what you believe and there's just too many people that that don't do that you know there's too many people that conform to the normal and to society and tradition and they end up living their life and then they look back and they're like wow you know where did my life go and did i ever do anything that i dreamed about every day or was it all just in my head and you're a prime example of why it's possible to go out there and do this, man. And I absolutely love it. So I'm pumped up now. You got me pumped. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, you get, I just try to surf my way through the way I can and focus on balance and just keeping my mindset sharp, keeping me happy, uh, remembering what I want to do, what I want to focus on. And it's, it's a daily struggle. It's not a, it's just, yeah, it's just, you put a lot of focus on you. Yeah. And you just, yeah. So when, when you left Sweden, uh, you've kind of been traveling a little bit. You, you said you've been out for about five years now abroad. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've li- sorry. Go ahead. Mm. I, uh, I moved from Sweden five years ago. At first, I lived in New York for about a year. I uh, was not able to stay there because of a visa. I couldn't get a visa being a, a Previously a bartender, and then trans- trans- then I transitioned over to being a, a professional poker player. So, uh, 
I was there for a year, came back to Sweden, and then I decided that I'd broken up with my girlfriend at the time, so I was no no attachments really. I didn't have a job, was playing poker, so I thought I'm going to give Asia a try, and I just moved there. Uh, so that was uh, the second time that I moved away from home. The first time I moved away from home was when I was 17. I lived in Argentina for a year with my extended family there. So yeah, those are the the times I've been away from Sweden, but. I, as it feels now, I don't think I'll be staying my majority of my time in Sweden. I have my family there and, and so on, so I'll definitely be there a month or three every year. But I think my, my base is going to be out here. Yeah, so when you left, obviously you had to have had some kind of fear uh, with the change in general because it's always hard for someone to make a transition like that to begin with. But once you got over that hoop and once you got to the United States and you started living can you tell us, I mean, was it really that hard? Was it really as scary as you thought it might have been before you left? No, it wasn't. I, I have to say that it wasn't because I underestimated my ability to adapt to new situations because you just, if things don't go your way and you may take a leap of faith, you're not just going to stand there and fall over. You're, you're going to keep working and you already made that decision. I mean, the person that makes that leap is most likely bringing a more competent person into that situation than, than most, right? I mean, just taking the leap. So, yeah, don't underestimate your ability. And the fear that, that you think, it's, it's a little bit, I can say it for myself, before I made this leap, it's a bit preposterous because I had no idea about what the future would be. It was way more difficult than I thought, but in some areas, but way more easier in other areas, which I feared. So I got other struggles than I thought. It, it's just, yeah, worrying is just a waste of time. Yeah, man. And what we fear the most is usually what we most need to do. And it, the, the the funny thing is you can always go back in to your old life. You know what I mean? If if something really gets that bad, if you really hit rock bottom, and mm. chances are you absolutely won't, you can always go back to Sweden. You can always go back to where you're from and continue that life that you used to have. And it's it's not that scary when you think about it from that angle. Yeah, exactly. But And that's the difficulty. It, it's a funny thing, though, because when we think about it rationally and, and the logical things of it, ah, it's not that big of a, you know, you know logically that the step-by-step thing of going there is not going to be that terrifying. But then we have, like, in poker we call it the ego is a thing that we talk about a lot. And the, and the ego is, like, how are you misinterpreting? Because many people don't want to take that chance because they don't want to be the one that failed. Right, that'll bruise the ego more than it will do anything to the that you can't. Like you say, it's so easy to move back. So why would you worry about it? But it's it's the personalities, our way of being as human beings. There, I think, and plunging yourself into something that you don't know that is that is uh, that is not go- it's not ever going to be easy to just plunge away. But that comes with the territory, and if you think that you can't handle it, you're probably wrong. Yeah, I know. And one th- another thing is you just really can't. You can't take everything so seriously because those jobs that you absolutely hate and all that unnecessary stress that 99% of people live through will never be important enough to trump what truly drives you. And so you're a prime example of, of getting away from that job and getting away from that stress and doing what you truly love. And I, I completely admire you for that. So uh, before we get too far into these deep thoughts, because I know we're going to have so many with this interview, and I'm I'm still just pumped up about it. I want to cover some of your influences and some of your favorite creative works because our audience kind of likes to hear your creative side a little bit before we start. So, who do you think some of your your biggest influences are personally? Yeah, so I, I like to when I think about those things to have three different areas that come to mind. One is my creative side of what really unleashed my ability to to deliver my creative side on a, on a consistent basis every day because I was a bit of a procrastinator when I played poker I had a hesitation to grind before it you kind of avoid them and the creative process is a bit like that but Stephen Pressfield is a guy who has a book called The War of Art and it's not the, the art of war with Sun Tzu this is it's about he talks a little bit about writer's block he talks about a concept called resistance which is all the things that distract us from putting in the work, that thing really opened up to my own hesitation to when it comes to writing and creating, when it came to the mindset side. It was a little bit applicable to poker, but for 
you know, recording the videos and writing the articles. There's a, there was a, uh, a hesitancy in, in me, which is me exposing myself, which was, took some while to, to figure out in me. And this book really highlighted from another perspective of a, of a professional writer of down swings and up swings and things going well and bad and really put a perspective of how to focus on the work and focus on the vehicle more that that on the rider and how he performs and so on that and that that is a fantastic book i'll have to check it out i'm going to put the link in the show notes as well mm, that's a great one and and uh, where i actually heard about this uh, this um, uh, book was on the joe rogan podcast which I found have had a lot of very interesting people on there that I've, uh, a lot of people that for workouts and people that do body hacking, a lot of people with the, into the psychedelic experience, uh, uh, a lot of influence there. And where I actually also found the, the third inspiration that I had is, is uh, a documentary series that is more the artsy, my own uh, uh, my own personal hobby that I like to do is uh, uh, the series called Magical Egypt, which you can find on YouTube. And it's an eight-part series about Egypt and not so much about the structure and the archaeological way of, uh, of how to dig up uh, the thing and how old it is and so on. But it's about the symbolism of what the Egyptians wrote on the walls and what, from their perspective, what they said was their society was about and how they for me being a mindset coach and the way what they are doing, I just see that uh, uh, what they were doing just blows my mind completely off. And I'm like, okay, these guys were just way smarter than me, right? Because as soon as, yeah, it's very interesting. So that one is uh, just for my own personal amusement and, uh, and uh, what is the astonishment? I really, really enjoy that. So those are three, uh, and and it puts a perspective on life that lightens things up a little bit for me. So I, I, those three, I really, really enjoy those. Yeah, thank you very much for those recommendations. Because I mean, I'm completely you. You got me sold. I'm intrigued. I'm going to check all of them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I met Eric through the very lovely and wonderful Kim Nickel, and she was on episode four, which is artsynow.com forward slash four. You can get her episode. And I'm truly grateful to have him on the show. And Kim obviously was a huge part of my experience in introducing me into mindfulness and meditation. And for that, I will be forever grateful because it has done so much to relieve stress and change my life and make me just so much happier. I, I know you are a professional poker player, which requires superior strategy and mindfulness just in itself. But can you tell us a little bit about how you have built your experiences up uh, using those two in combination to be able to sustain this life as a poker player and teaching mindfulness and really the life that you just love? Mm. Yeah, it's um, when, when I try, even in, in the poker community, most people are not practicing and practicing meditation actively, right? So it, for me, it's already, it's just opening up and, and introducing it to them saying, blatantly like if someone comes and hires me i will say you you should meditate because it is a game changer in the way that because it has to do with you sitting down and paying attention to yourself what's going on when you let the rest of the world go and you can notice quite quickly that there's a lot of things going on thoughts worries concerns Uh, a great analogy is that think about your head as a computer and there are many if you have 60 different processes running at the same time or even five or seven it's going to slow the the performance on the computer down a lot so learning to shut down each one of those programs one by one uh, is really important particularly for poker players because they're in high pressure environments all the time where you have a time limit of whatever it is 30 seconds or one minute where you have to make a decision for a lot of money and if that decision is bad because you didn't take everything into consideration that you could have that means that you made a bad decision. So if you're worrying about your girlfriend or if you're up or down that session or whatever, just if you're absent-minded, instead of focusing on the decision and the other player, what hand he could have and reads and so on. And uh, yeah, it's very difficult. And meditation is a great way of, of just 
in general, reducing those stress levels, being more in the moment, and really, uh, one way of describing it is uh, development through mental practice. And uh, th- that is what meditation is for me. It's not only just... Uh, it's great for life too. I mean, it's the glue that keeps me calm and I meditate every morning and every lunch and, and, and in the evening and around poker and so on. And uh, it's just to keep me sharp, just to keep me to be the one who I am. It's not so I uh, could be, should be in a certain meditative state all the time, but it's just be clear and make good decisions that I enjoy afterwards and not losing my temper and so on. And it's just meditation does all of that, which sounds very, very incredible, but the difficulty is to implement it because we forget about it, you could say. Yeah, and it's something that can literally be applied to every single aspect of life because if you can learn to get rid of all the distractions and focus, you can be so much more productive. And Mm -hmm. I've had just the most miraculous experience with it myself. And beforehand, if you would have asked me about meditation, I would have just laughed and completely shunned it, you know, giving it the cold shoulder. And so anybody out there who's thinking like, oh, you know, meditation is for the birds, whatever, seriously, just give it a try. I mean, you can get on my, you can get on artsynow.com. I wrote a blog post about this and it it is something that it is worth trying because it will change your life if you give it a chance. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, and, the funny thing with it, and, and it's such a, a, a wonderfully uh, amusing uh, reaction when someone says, if I say to someone, you should meditate, and they, and they laugh at it. Because meditation is not a concept, it's just you paying attention to you. So why would you? It's, if I gave you $50 million, you just have to take my word for it or anyone who hasn't meditated. But the problem with meditation, for example, or focusing on the breath is that it's not the most important thing right then, probably, in your life situation. So the work might be more important or girlfriend or whatever. So your mind is going to go there because it habitually wants to solve problems and whatever. And uh, a challenge that, that you can set up like just in your, in your head, like in imagination, is uh, if, even if you got, if I told you, I'll give you $50 million if you sit for five minutes and only focus on your breath and don't be absent-minded once, and no one would win because you can't do it because it's very, very difficult. So it's not, why should I do that? Why? Because you can't. That's the thing. And most people in the West, especially having what we're so, our minds are working so fast because of computers and phones and whatever. And we notice it very much in poker because I know that in real time for that is very true. And in my own life, the more I'm on the computer, the faster my mind works. And there's a, there's a place for that too. But a bit more balance, a bit, a bit more balance of chilling out and, and, and cooling off every day. That's a, that's a powerful thing that meditation brings that otherwise you rarely get unless you work out and so on. You can get it from there too. Yeah, I highly suggest anybody who's thinking about trying it out, definitely check out Eric's website. Uh, get on there and, and he, he's got some amazing lessons. And I think if you sign up for your email list, do you send out free courses? You get like five days in a row. Yeah, th- that is uh, mostly directed at poker. But anyone who has a sitting job, for example, it focuses on how to use a meditative bell. We use that in sessions. But just a reminder of thinking about posture, how to sit, think about breathing. There is meditation there connected to the bell. But if you go on my site, you- there'll be uh, redirections. You'll be able to find uh, your way to other meditations. Just YouTube meditations too. It's it's not that my meditations are ex- the best. It's just get interested in meditation and find what works for you because it's very personal, but just implement meditation and then worry about the details later. That's what, that's my recommendation. Yeah, man, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> so you, you have an unbelievably amazing post on your blog about ayahuasca, uh, the Amazonian, the vine of the soul drink is, I think is what it means. And which I've read a lot about and would totally love to try, although I certainly am not telling anybody else that you need to try it or not to try it. But for me personally, you know, I would. And I know the experience for you, and you had mentioned in the pre-chat that you had six of these and you went down to Peru, was was a life-changing experience beyond verbal explanation, beyond anything that anybody can contemplate. And I don't mm. want you to really have to get into depth on 
explaining the whole story and the whole experience because I know it's probably not even possible. But do you mind touching on the experience just a little bit and how it changed your creative perception of this world? Yeah. Uh, as you say, it's very, very difficult because for people that don't know what ayahuasca is, it's uh, uh, just briefly, it's uh, it's a brew, you, you, brew used in... Uh, sorry. That was my uh, mobile <laughs> Bluetooth speaker that wanted to make noise. Sorry about that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it is very difficult to explain, but uh, it's a brew that is called, like you say, Vine of the Souls, and it, it contains a compound called DMT, dimethyltryptamine, which, uh, touching on this very briefly now, you can read of this on the internet anywhere, uh, it you released. It's released at birth, at death, and when you dream. Uh, every human has it. It's more. You could probably say that it comes from the pineal gland. Now it's proven in some animals and so on. And it's called the spirit molecule. There was a big study in the '60s on this uh, by someone Strassman, I think, in the U.S. And uh, uh, so what you do basically is that you go there and you drink this compound that you are uh, familiar with because you know a little bit what it feels like in dreaming. But what happens is that you enter into something that, yeah, you could call it another spirit realm where the na where nature is, the nature spirits live, an organical matrix, a Indian spirit world, a uh, virtual reality machine from a hundred thousand years in the future that just connects to you, your nervous system, your subconscious, your spiritual being, and just plasters that out on the on the on the on the night sky and takes you to other dimensions. It's uh, yeah, that is uh, that you could explain it like that, which is uh, doesn't even come near or or in in detail. It's just. Uh, if you feel like a monkey trying to explain the most beautiful thing in the history of time. That's what you feel when you use words like that. <laughs> well, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it really is taking you to a place that is more creative than anything in this world that we can even see, you know, with reality. And mm. it's it's just extremely interesting and intriguing to me and and the whole process of how you went down there and you committed to this. <laughs> And you'll mm. you'll go back and you'll probably do it again. And the way it's just changed your outlook on life and everything is is just fantastic. So Yeah. I mean, it it really brings makes you you give you get the most complete or at least I got uh, I would have the co most complete introspection of who I am as a human being. And I mean that on every grand scale that I can and, and, and it's not because I am special it's just you are a human and you can connect with this thing this way if you so choose and like you said I don't say tell anyone to go or not go you have to use your own judgment and this is bigger than I can't say because I don't just don't know it's just <laughs> it's like there's a saying about this, a quote about about the implication of psychedelics by um, by a guy that called Terence McKenna that talks a lot about uh, psychedelic trips and so on. And he says, if 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 aliens would land on on uh, on the White House lawn today, and you saw that on TV, and then just flew away and never came back in your lifetime, I mean, that would not change your mind as much as a full-blown-on ayahuasca experience or smoking DMT or there are other compounds too. that, And they're that paramount shifting, but not in the way that we think, in the strangest, weirdest way that you... It's just beyond comprehension how strange. You'd fe you, you get a perspective of how incredible you are as a human being, but also how tiny and insignificant you are at the same time. And in that paradox... A lot of creative stuff seems to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably really grounds you. I mean, it, mm. it, it seems like it. So cool, man. Well, you're out in Thailand now. What kind of experiences are you able to include yourself in out there that have kind of drawn you in with that part of the world? I, I know the culture is so different from out west and maybe where you're from in Sweden. What, what's different like creatively out there? How, how is the culture different? How is the culture different? It's very interesting. It's 
there is um, it's more about the connection of the community and feeling good and being had more than just producing things in in a sense that's true not true for all of Thailand but I get much more of that here and and that non-pressure of things just flowing a little bit more you get less western in your ways you stress less it really it brings out once the stress goes on this really brings out the 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 positive creativity in me people being friendly but it's just all the 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 temples here are beautiful nature is wonderful uh yeah, there's so many things to see. You can go up, uh, I mean, Angkor Wat is here close by. There's a lot of old, old cultural temples in Chiang Mai, in North Thailand, where I used to live. There are uh, yeah, a lot of old, old cool beings. They have a moat there with a, with a wall around it from, I think it's, what is it, in, in the eight, from the 1800s, I think early 1800s, late 1700s maybe. And... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of culture history here, and you really understand how flowing this area have been in in, in terms of borders and 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 things. And it's it's very very interesting. You have Vietnam close by; mm -hmm. it's just not Sweden. It's yeah. very very different, and and it loosens me up. I was very, very very box minded. I think when I came from Sweden, a lot of logic and a lot of uh, ways of because of the way I grew up and, and my, the educational system and so on. And as that starts to loosen up, I start to realize I don't know as much as I do about the world. And it's okay. Don't, you don't have to have everything in your life staked out and know this is my belief system. I know this. I know that. And, and ties are more day-to-day. -day. And th that, that is probably uh, the thing is the people for sure. And also the, the cultural heritage is wonderful too. Yeah, it's truly amazing to think about the, the the extension of the history out there because, you know, in the United States here, we only go back like, you know, 600 years. So there really isn't that much history. And being able to see some of that stuff that is just so, so old would be extremely, extremely interesting and, and just such a powerful experience. And uh, as far as the like the culture out there, you know, if we had some artists or, or creatives or musicians that uh, – were not opposed to moving out there, you know, and, and trying to make a life out there. What, what kind of opportunities are out there? I mean, it's, I think the opportunities are fantastic. I mean, first of all, you have Bangkok. So no matter what you're doing, there's always going to be a place for most likely for something that you can do that relate to what you want to do there. It's a very, a market where if you are a very creative person that people might not really understand what you're doing, so you might have to do a lot of legwork that way of, of promoting yourself. But the opportunity is here, the, the, the ability to get investments and so on is, is great in Asia. But in particular, I want to talk about Chiang Mai in north of Thailand, surrounded by mountains, very, very relaxed. It's big enough. I mean, I think it's maybe 500,000, but it's very small. It has a huge community of yoga, meditation, peop um, organic food, uh, movie, picture, like people photographing. Uh, a lot of, yeah, on the cultural side of that is a really a little mecca almost, I think, for Thailand because it seems like everyone is there. I let, met a lot, one of my coaches there that works with dancing and meditation and life coaching and, and the spiritual thing a little bit. And it just seems to be a hub there that there's a lot of old monasteries there. Yeah, I, I feel that. And it's cheap. It's easy to get a place to live. I mean, you can easily uh, live there for, I mean, what could I, I paid $500 a month for my apartment, but that is just can go way less than that and, and have a, a decent place to live with with internet for $200 a month, $300 a month. Wow. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and I mean, you can literally eat for $1 a day, like $1 a meal if you want. It's not going to be the greatest thing, but it's Thai street food. and I mean, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Local mm -hmm. grew, growed a lot. We know where to go. So if you have a budget and you want to be like, okay, I have this amount of money and I don't know where to go to do my, okay, Go there then because it's so cheap and, and, and you have – there's a big community of people working online there. Uh, there are these offices where you can go and, and uh, rent an office space. It's really starting to pick up there for, uh, for entrepreneurs for sure. Is, uh, Chiang Mai is very interesting, I think. You're making it sound like if I were to come out there, I might not want to leave, man. 
well, it's that happened to me, right? I was going to go to Thailand for two weeks on vacation, and then now four days later, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, curry, curry's my uh, is my weak spot. I have a weak spot for curry. So, oh my god, you have to check out cow soy. It's a northern specialty. It's a Thai curry with uh, with chicken, and it has uh, noodles in it too. Uh, coconut milk, and I don't know exactly the spices for it because it's a local dish. If it, when you get to try that, I think you're gonna love it. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I will, man. Mm, cool. <laughs> One dollar a day, I'd be eating it about ten times a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, if if you could go back in time um, to the point where you were leaving and just now starting to get out into the world. Is there anything that you would have done different than the way you did? I know you have this very free spirit of letting, you know, letting it happen, just just taking it by the moment and letting it happen. Uh, were there any lessons that you learned along the way that you wish you knew from the beginning? Yeah, there's so many. I mean, if we we've gonna we can talk about a perfect world where I could be like, oh, if I just gave gave came back and gave myself this advice, means that I would have been here sooner and whatever. But when I look at it that way, what I, the way that I look at now is, if I had, if I could, if I had the ability to do that, then I wouldn't, I would have missed the. It would be like, oh, you would cushion certain blows that were so necessary for me to wake up, like some of the big brick walls that I've run into where, where ayahuasca definitely was the, the biggest one. Poker was one. Moving to New York was one. Putting yourself in these situations. Uh, if I hadn't spent the time doing that and with the good and the bad, I wouldn't have had the foundation I had today. So that is how I pragmatically look at it. But if I could say something, it would be, <coughs> sorry, uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't, uh, don't think that you know everything. Don't assume that that just because you perceive the world in one way that that's the way it is. Because if you now with paddock recognition that I have of my own behavior from poker and whatever, I can just that would should be sample size enough. You always interpret situations like this, and other people do it this way. But I just thought there was something wrong with me, but it really wasn't. It was just I was just doing it wrong, which is and that is just figuring that thing out that. There's nothing inherently wrong with me. Everyone has their own conundrum. And this was my conundrum. And everyone has their own because, and just knowing that, if you look at any person that you walk down the street, if you think that their life is less uh, detailed or complicated or as important to them or whatever, I think you're overlooking it. And and if I had that perspective, I definitely feel I probably would have been more effective in my in my in my in my in my step by step journey of getting to where I am today. If I compare myself to the person I used to be, woo, doggy, <laughs> preach it, man, preach it. <laughs> write write a book and sign me up first, man. Send it in the mail. Writing so takes powerful, such a long man. time, and this is so much more fun. Yeah, so powerful. <laughs> All the way across the world. Amazing. Hey, <laughs> thank, you, thank you. So, Eric, looking at what you want to do with your life, um, you know, kind of with a creative sense, what do you think your ultimate purpose is? What do you think your ultimate long-term goal is? Mm, well, it's difficult to say. I have a few different ones. I have one personal one, like what uh, how I want to be with with family and friends, and that is one goal that I have that I work on. How how I want to be. The other one is uh, what I want to do with the creative south side and and the and the uh, the website, which the idea of is it start, it started out to be the, specifically for poker about mindset and something I like to call the mindset process. And what I mean by that is that. When you work on whatever it is, fears or results orientation or the hesitation to do something, social anxiety and blah, blah, blah. Uh, when I have worked on them and, and become better at them or more comfortable, it always follows certain steps. Like you become aware of it and then you analyze it and then you make some changes and then you go back and you see what happens and then you analyze again, make readaptions. And it follows a flow. 
And I really want to give that out with the, with the website of creating a, like a database of mindset uh, issues. And it can be anything because I don't differentiate from poker and real life or, or the creative work of writing. It's just it's a person and it functions internally in a certain way. And in any situation that person gets put into, if, it, if you habitually don't react the way that you want, meditation can work and, and uh, getting your exercise and your diet together can help. And just give people an overview and an easy access of if you don't like the way you think, the way that you are and whatever, blah, blah, blah. There are things that you can do about that. And it's not just standing up. I'm going to be good today. No, I'm talking about internal mechanics of learning to... Uh, Put your body and relax deep tissue muscles and put, meditation, put the meditation in practice that way of releasing tensions and noticing your judgments in real time and keeping quiet when you're upset and working on whatever it might be. Uh, so th- th- that is my creative thing that I want to do. My goal with the website is to just make that readily available for everyone for, f- for free. And uh, I can interact with that very easily if people have questions. So I'll just... Try to build that, and if people are interested in it, then come and ask questions about an issue. So I'm happy to share my experience, and uh, because I feel that I've gotten so much from poker, I feel I'm the I feel like the luckiest man on earth, right? I feel like I can never stop running well, and uh, poker term of running good, right? And and uh, the appreciation that I have, and, and the feeling of wanting to give back, especially after the ayahuasca, where you feel like. All you that the new paradigm is to that the giver is the one who's thankful, and that is something that when I say that, I mean it's a almost like a physical sensation. When I get to write and give and share things that have helped me uh, and make that, it makes me feel uh, it makes me feel very good. I like that. I feel that. So that that is the goal on the creative side when it comes to to the to my work. Uh, I don't have that many poker aspirations anymore. Uh, I don't study much strategy and so on, but this is my uh, this is my my true passion in life. Yeah, the, the giver is the one that's grateful. Beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, it's, it's it's a nice way. Yeah. It. So, so you use meditation, and you obviously exercise, and you put these little principles in place to kind of help you uh, stay focused on these benchmarks that basically will lead you to that long term goal of of getting to where you want to be with you know, being a giver and, and just sharing all this with the world. Uh, mm. Are there any other habits that you put into place on a daily basis that you think uh, probably you wouldn't be the same without? Mm. Yeah, the, my morning routine. My morning, my morning routine is my cornerstone. That's, that's, that's the one thing that keeps everything. That's where everything surrounds in because if I have one day, I need to make sure that that day that I'm bringing the best person that I can be. And when I wake up in the morning, there is some variance to my mood, my motivation levels, my inspiration, whatever. And you have a baseline. My baseline is much higher than it used to be. But it doesn't really matter what your baseline is, if, if it's very bad or very good or whatever. Just my morning routine, putting my shoes on instantly when I wake up and just go walking. I walk on the beach. I walk, on, um, walk up into the woods. I try to keep it nature when I can. Otherwise, I'll try to get a park or something. And I go there and I think about what is it that's concerning me this morning? Is it something about a client or a family member or, or my life situation or whatever? And then I meditate. I deal with that first. That's my first thing. I take care of what's going on with me. Why am I concerned about this? Why am I worrying about this? And, and try to be more objective. And, and that's where the meditation helps in the morning. But me being a, a man, uh, uh, I don't know if, if this is specifically for us, but moving my body as soon as I wake up does a lot of good for me. And I don't do hardcore workouts in the morning. It's just a little bit of yoga, a little bit of walking, a little bit of meditation, just loosening it up a little bit. And, and that puts me most days into every day I do, it puts me in a better mindset. And, and it's just about getting the momentum going because if I get out the door in the morning and do that, things tend to fall into place during the day. And, but, uh, uh, so that is that is one thing that I focus on a lot. How I start my day. Oh, it's it's huge, man, and it's basically the driving force behind everything that I get done as well. And I had a previous guest on named Hal Elrod, and I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, he's the author of The Miracle Morning, which is a mm-hmm. book that basically transforms your morning into creating the life that you love. And all it is is 
is kind of a summary of what you're talking about. He suggests waking up immediately, you know, not hitting the snooze button, uh, putting your shoes on and going out for a jog or a run, even if it's just 10 minutes, doing a little stretching, drink a glass of water, read a little bit, write a little bit, get, get your feelings out of your head and figure out, you know, basically what you want to do to approach what's bothering you that day, which is what you're talking about. And he, he really stresses on visualization and, and meditation and thinking about where you want to be and taking these small steps to get there. And his, his interview was amazing. So if you want to go back and check that out, everybody, uh, it'll be at artsynow.com forward slash hell Elrod. Uh, but this guy literally got hit by a drunk driver head on. He was pronounced dead for six minutes on the side of the road. And he woke up. They told him he would never uh, walk again and he was going to have brain damage. And he immediately switched his attitude and said, well, if I'm going to be like this, then I'm going to be the happiest I can like this. And nine days later, he took his first step and then he went on to run a 52-mile marathon. So he he's an amazing guy and, and, and his whole morning routine thing has changed my life. So it totally relates with what you're doing out there. That's incredible. I'm definitely going to check that book and the and the podcast episode out because that sounds way better explained than I did. So yeah, I, I definitely that sounds yeah exactly what what I what I feel is happening too with me in the mornings. So that's great. Yeah, man, it's a quick read. It's about 120 pages or so. But he he's been you know he's a public and motivational speaker and he does some coaching just like you. Uh, but he's brilliant. He and he's got this much larger goal, you know, to change the lives of everyone. Uh, much longer than when he's going to be around. And I think he's got a good start going, uh, but definitely yeah. check that out. And we're, we're getting pretty late on the time here, Eric. So I'm going to start getting into the closing questions a little bit, but okay, okay, I, okay. you know, I could talk to you forever and I would love to have you back on again in the future. And we can continue this discussion uh, later down the <laughs> road. Uh, sure. Hopefully when you're much more well off by the poker game and not like down in the guts because you lost a big hand or something. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you had to battle Godzilla, how would you use your creativity or talents to defeat that big bastard? Well, there's only there's only one thing. It's me and my big mouth and me and my networking skills. That that is that is the superpower I'll bring into it. But I would uh, yeah, you got to bring your community into it. He's big, you're small, you got to have number on your side. I would yeah, I'd use all the the whole email list that I have, and just send out. We need to rally the troops now, and we need to get together, and we need to build something to 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 uh, to defeat this this big <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah, the big bastard. What do you think you'd build? <laughs> what would we build? Yeah, probably. A, I think the obvious choice is a is a is a trap door. What do you call that when you make build build a a big hole in the ground and just like put a big a, booby trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it doesn't seem very smart. So if you can't outwit a, 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 a large reptile, I, I don't think that we that we have much chance. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any favorite closing advice that you would like to give our listeners um, before we say goodbye? Mm, yeah, so start meditating, look into that, find out for yourself. It doesn't have to be formal sitting meditation, it can be walking meditation, it can be part of your exercise routine. But just look into this kind of stuff. There's so much free stuff out there. If The more you look into it, you will find something that's good for the thing that you feel stuck in or whatever. Just open and go out and look for the expert that's good at whatever it is that you do. There's so much and... Uh, and have a look for yourself and decide for yourself what you think about things and, and so on. And uh, read books. That's something that I've thought about before is that something that I do now too is that I always have audio books that I listen to. Uh, I always looking listening to podcasts like this just to create some positive feedback loops in my day because, I mean, now I had this interview with you. I'm super pumped about my day now because I had to do this thing. So that and networking, I think. Other people are awesome, so don't miss out on them. Yeah. Do you have any favorite? You said you listen to audiobooks. Do you have any uh, of those that are your favorite off the top of your head? Uh, I've, I've read uh, one called Fingerprints of the Gods. There's an Egyptian one that I, about Egypt that I like. Uh, the Element with Ken Robinson. I really like that about finding your passion in life and, and so on. That, that's a great book. Uh, the Icarus Deception is another one I like. Uh, yeah, there are plenty. And Alan Watts, Terence McKenna, Eckhart Tolle, 
the, the power of now, all of these things. Yeah, just Google them, the names, and, <laughs> and listen, to, listen to something and just keep your ear to the ground and you'll find something for sure. And I'll do them one better. I'll actually Google them myself and put them right in the show notes on artsynow.com forward slash Eric Stankvist. Um, and, and you can get those right there. So Awesome. How can our listeners get in contact with you? You know, what's your, what's your website link and, and are you on social media? Yeah, I'm on, uh, you know, so my website is ericstenquist.com. So that's E-R-I-K-S-T-E-N-Q-V-I-S-T. And uh, if you get on my mailing list, you'll get that five-day workshop where you can interact with that a little bit. And then I'll, up, I'll bulk update my website every month. So you'll just get one email with all the updates for that month and you don't have to come back and, and uh, look if something new has come up. So you'll get that automatically if you sign up. Uh, you can, th- there's a question, uh, you can send me emails through the website. I'm on Twitter, Stenquist Eric. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to get into. And if there's anything about the website that interests you, then just drop me a line and say, hey, I would like to hear more about this because the way I want to set it up is that when I get questions, I'll just do a video reply. I have a, a camera and I'll just go to the beach and make a recording and talk about whatever it is that then I've learned through throughout the years as a coach and poker player and looking at life this way and the and the new psychedelic experiences that I'm that I'm very into now. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, man. I I really appreciate you being on the show, Eric, and for being the archerpreneur now. And it's been an absolute blast. And everybody, take a few notes, uh, take a couple lessons, do a little boogie woogie, do a little jive, go do something crazy every single day. Uh, you know, whether it be running around your neighborhood and doing like naked snow angels in people's front yards or just, you know, running a marathon or something, something that just gets you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Uh, the, the only person that you are destined to become is the person that you honestly choose to be. So don't accept yourself for who you are. Create the person that you want to be. And Eric, once again, thanks for being on the show. It's been truly my honor. And I wish you the best of luck in the future. And just... Once again, thank you for being the entrepreneur now. Thank you very much. It was lovely to be on here, and I'll be checking out all the other episodes too because this was a lot of fun. You're a wonderfully, wonderful person. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur Now podcast. For all the show notes and more information, please visit artsynow.com. That's A-R-T-S-Y now.com. Thank you. The music for this podcast was provided by Shaky Feeling out of Ventura, California. For more information, please visit shakyfeeling.com. Keep it funky.